T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley's behind the glass. You guys with us, 215-592-9494. That gets you aboard here on a Tuesday. I'm confident in the Eagles on Saturday evening against the Giants. Confidence or concern, where do you lie right now? We'll get to Nick Sirianni, what he had to say today, his press conference this afternoon, and um, we'll get some Sixers as well later this hour as they get set for a game tonight against the Clippers. Trust the pregame coming your way in a little bit. 215-592-9494. Get you bored here on the Tuesday night. And as we look forward to this weekend, it, it, I, I love the end. I love all the matchups, actually. Uh, I, I really do. I mean, I ex- the one game I was wrong on, and I, and I really should have, I should have, I should have trusted Doug Peterson. I should have trusted Doug Peterson on, uh, on Saturday night. I mean, that, that's the one game that I just, I totally was wrong on. I, I, I thought it was a Chargers night. I, the Chargers, and I, I'm watching that game 27 nothing. I'm like, Man, Trevor Lawrence stinks. Herbert's a, a, a high class above him, and I still think, yeah, I still don't put Lawrence in the same class as those guys. But what an incredible comeback by the Jaguars! That call by Doug Peterson late in the game, that fourth and one, was a brilliant, brilliant call by Doug Peterson. Coaching really mattered this weekend. I, I mean, it really stood out in some of these games. I mean, what what Dable did. Uh, I thought Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Some coaches are just coordinators. Wade Phillips was a coordinator. Todd Bowles is a coordinator. I thought McCarthy and the Dallas staff last night just outcoached Todd Bowles. I mean, he just was lost in that game. I was like, coaching matters. And we'll see a good matchup on Saturday here with Sirianni against Brian Dable. Let's talk about that game and the other teams in the NFC playoffs, including this guy's Dallas Cowboys. Keith McPherson, WFAN, up in New York, joining us right now. Keith, how you doing tonight? Hey, what's up, Joe? I'm I'm good. Thanks for having me. You got it. Appreciate you hopping on. Right, let's start with the game we're going to see Saturday with the New York Giants, a team that you, obviously you're on their flagship. Keith, at what point this year did it start to feel like maybe they are pretty good? Because I know the expectations coming in the year, yeah, new coach, we'll see what they could do, but it's going to take a couple years. How, how long into the season do you start saying, hey, maybe they're pretty good right now? Uh, I would say, like, right away they stole games. So we were thinking they were good. Like, they started the season off um, stealing games. I mean, the first game they beat, the Titans by going for two and uh, I think the narrative just changed because around December it was like they couldn't win a game they hadn't won a division game they tied against the commanders at home and they look like a fading team they look like a team that wasn't going to make the playoffs the, the game that changed everything was Sunday night football they got off the mat it was a you know nationally televised game and uh, if they would have lost that one it probably would have been the commanders in their position and uh, that's when they, they had some life. But early on in the season, 
You know, they beat the Ravens. They went to London. They, they beat the Packers. Uh, they stole a lot of closed games. So there was belief, I think, right away. Keith, um, Daniel Jones, it's, it's interesting. I, I, the comp I use is, kind of reminds me now of Alex Smith. Remember he came in the league, he was a top pick, and the, the Niners had terrible coaching. Like, I just remember the guys, they had Mike Nolan, Mike Singletary. They just they couldn't, they couldn't figure it out, and he wasn't very good. And then Jim Harbaugh got there, and it's like, oh, maybe he's actually a good quarterback, and, and he was one for the rest of his career. And Jones kind of – I kind of think of that now as I watch Daniel Jones. That game on Sunday was impressive. Is all of New York uh, bought in now on Daniel Jones? Yeah, it's funny how uh, going into the season, uh, half the fan base thought Tyrod Taylor could challenge him for the position. You know, they were ready to move on from him. They didn't pick up his fifth option, and the fan base was over the kid. They looked at this year as his last year. Well, you know, he bet on himself in, in a sense, and uh, he proved who he was and what he could do. And, and this first year with Mike Kafka and Brian Dable, I just think was exactly what he needed. The Giants' ownership took responsibility by saying, hey, we messed this kid up. We had different coaches, different coordinators. We didn't give him a fair shot to really succeed. And, uh, you know, watching that game over the weekend, I mean, before Dak Prescott went out there and had five touchdowns, I I was saying, you know, who played better than Daniel Jones in the first round? You know, he's playing like the best quarterback in the playoffs, and it's because they've built every week. They've gotten better every week. Uh, The narrative around the Giants is that they don't have any talent, which isn't true. Uh, they've got a couple good offensive linemen and Andrew Thomas. And, uh, you know, they've got Isaiah Hodgins, who they picked up from the Bills practice squad. And, you know, Saquon Barkley is there as well. So I think uh, Daniel Jones has made the most out of his opportunity with less. And now all eyes are on him. And I think he's got enough experience. And also his demeanor is just the same all the time. The kid is unflappable. He doesn't smile too much. He doesn't get mad or pout too much. He's just the same. And I think that helps you as a quarterback, especially in New York. Well, I agree with that. I mean, the, the probably the best quarterback the Giants ever had was similar. Eli Manning, he struggled early in his career, and then he figured it out. Keith, what do you think about this game on Saturday? So we've seen these two teams play twice, but it, it's almost hard to take too much out of either game. The first game, the Eagles blew the doors off the Giants about six, seven weeks ago. But if I remember correctly, the Giants had a lot of injuries that day, specifically on defense. And then the last game of the season – Keith, I don't know what to make of it. I mean, the Giants obviously played their backups. The Eagles needed the game, but it felt like they almost just kind of went through the motions. Hurts played, but he didn't want to bang that shoulder up more, so they didn't really run their normal stuff. It was it almost had a preseason feel to it. So we get matchup number three, but it's almost like, in a sense, matchup number one because these teams are different. Right. I was just about to say, those two games, they don't really hold any weight. I wouldn't I wouldn't even go back and, and look at those games for anything. All bets are off. Like, when you get into the playoffs, especially in the divisional round, you know, the Giants are going to be fired up. They went on the road and they beat the Vikings and they're confident and they have momentum. And then you get the Eagles who look like one of the best teams, if not the best team in football all year. And uh, they're coming off rest. And I'm sure you guys in Philly hope that they come off rest and they're not, you know, sleeping a little bit. Like they're not sleepwalking into the game that they come out rested and ready to roll. All bets are off. Both teams are different now. You know, I was talking last night on WFAN about Jalen Hurts and all the conversation around him being an MVP. Then he got hurt, and there was conversation around, oh, maybe it's just the system. Then you got to see Minshew, and the Eagles have only played like one game with him in the last month. It's all about him. It's all about how he steps in and what he does, throwing the ball, running the ball, and changing the game. I just think all bets are off. It's hard to call. The Giants are a different team. Guys have emerged. They've got healthy. They got a Dory Jackson back. Xavier McKinney, who you know broke his hand on the ATV during the bye week. 
that off or that defensive line with uh, Aziz Ojolari, who was out most of the season. Leonard Williams, who missed a lot of time. Obviously, Dexter Lawrence is all pro, and uh, you got the first round draft pick in Kayvon Thibodeau. But you know those guys hadn't gotten that many reps together as of lately. They have so uh, looking at this matchup, it's like the the talent less versus the talented, right? But actually. I think the Giants are confident in the talent that they have. Everybody knows what the Eagles have. Uh, I think home field advantage is something that's important all day on WFAN. They talk about Philly fans and the treatment down there and uh, if you should go to the game and wear your Giants jersey or not. Um, But I think that also is twofold. If the Giants have a lead in this game or the Giants strike first in this game, uh, the crowd can turn a little bit. It could get quiet in there. So I'm excited for it. And it being a Saturday night, too, uh, I'm a Jersey guy. I said this is the battle of North Jersey and South Jersey. You know, North Jersey's all Giants, South Jersey's all uh, Eagles. So there should be a lot of uh, local people there from both sides, and, and it should be a crazy crowd. Yeah, it's going to be great. And plus, I mean, I'm not sure when they'll open the gates, but it's like you said, it's a night game. So the tailgaters will have, you know, eight, ten, ten hours to get all revved up for the game. So it'll, it'll be loud in there. Keith, uh, I know you're also a Cowboys fan, along with uh, obviously talking what you talk about on WFAN. So, Keith, your your team, your team could actually be here next week if the, the, both teams, the Cowboys and the um, and the Eagles, win. What do you think about Sunday? I mean, I, I thought the Cowboys probably win that game last night. That Bucks team was just awful. But now it's obviously a step up in weight class. This reminds me, Keith. I, I think we're around the same age. Like, I feel like I'm back in the '90s. I, I, I'm thinking Pat Summerall and John Madden are going to call this game <laughs> Cowboys and Niners. What do you think of this matchup Sunday? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I thought. Just like old times. Uh, I'm, I'm a '90s kid and. I was saying on air last night that, yeah, of course, there were Jets and Giants fans on the playground, but in the 90s, kids were choosing 49ers or Dallas Cowboys. It's like the team from the 80s and the team from the 90s. But uh, the matchup of Eagles and Cowboys is what we really want to see, right? Because we saw Cooper Rush and Gardner Minshew. We want to see Jalen Hurts versus Dak Prescott. We haven't seen that this year. Uh, It's going to take a lot for the Cowboys to beat the Niners, I think. I think the Niners are ready to roll their stack. And uh, the way they set up this Monday night game and the 49ers playing the first game at 1 o'clock their time on Saturday, they've, they've got uh, two extra days of rest. Uh, I just think that, you know, the Cowboys aren't that great. Like, I'm a Cowboys fan, but it isn't like I'm, uh, you know, pounding my chest, screaming, we them boys, how about them Cowboys? Like, there's been a lot of pain. It's been a long time since they've won a Super Bowl. And uh, plenty of times this year they didn't show up. It's week to week, right? They lost to the Commanders. Two weeks ago, it depends what team shows up, really what Dak Prescott shows up. So I'm not thinking that they're going to go and beat Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and Debo Samuel and George Kittle. And, you know, those guys are tough. And Brock Purdy, obviously, he's uh, Mr. Relevant, no more Mr. Relevant. Can they make him look like a rookie? He's 6-0. and He's due for a loss, right? He, he looked like a rookie at some points in that game against the Seahawks. But, you know, there's, there's so much talent around him. Uh, all he's got to do is distribute the ball. I don't know. It's The NFL is awesome. The NFL is king. The storylines write themselves. I can't wait to see how it plays out. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Dallas fan that uh, lived in Jersey. And when I was a kid, I didn't know where Dallas was. There was no New Jersey football team. And I was a front runner with the Super Bowl wins in the early 90s. But now I'm on the radio in New York. I, you know, I root for the Giants. I root for the Jets. Uh, but I'm loyal to the team that I chose as a kid. I want to see them win. But I'm not necessarily, uh, you know, delusional about it. Like I, I know what I'm watching. I know that they're not, um, they're not consistent. They've they've had some uh, disappointing losses this year, and uh, 
rookie quarterback and Brock Purdy could definitely still handle the Dallas Cowboys. Keith, we'll end with this. I, I know you're also a Yankee guy. We had a caller about 15 minutes ago who made a comparison to what's going on with your kicker in Dallas to Chuck Knobloch back in the day. And I also brought up Rick, <laughs> Rick and Keel. I mean, it's, it's obviously uh, in his yeah. head. I mean, it's in his head. Like, there's, I don't think there's any way a professional NFL kicker, and he's not a bad one, could miss five straight extra points unless it's in his head. I mean, do you think they're going to get a new kicker this week, or are they bringing this guy to San Francisco? No, they've gone through enough kickers over the years. Brett Maher is one of the best kickers in the league. I was talking last night about how I had him in fantasy. He was the number two ranked kicker in fantasy, first round of the fantasy football playoffs. He had 18 points for me. That helped me win the game. But last night was just odd. I'm like, is this guy shook? Because it's the only game on? Or like, this is a guy that can drill 55, 60-yard field goals. He can't hit extra points. After he missed the second one, I would have started going for two. I don't know what Mike McCarthy was doing. Uh, I literally was thinking they were leaving the door open for Tom Brady. I'm like, you can't leave points off the board. You can't leave points off the board. But, again, it was just one of those weird things. I I always call the Cowboys America's team to laugh at. And even against the worst team in the playoffs, a 50-year-old Tom Brady, they give you something to laugh at. They're extra points. They missed the first four of them. Like, there's always just something with the Cowboys that makes everybody laugh. It's unbel- It always is, Keith. Hopefully next week here we'll have you back on and we'll get ready for an NFC title game. Keith, have a good night, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Joe. There okay. he goes. Keith McPherson, WFAN up in New York, Cowboys fan and Giants. And, uh, of course, we have ourselves a couple great games in the NFC this week. Right, let's hear from Nick Sirianni. I promise we play him tonight. Sirianni today meeting with the media. Here's what he had to say about Devontae Maddox, about Lane Johnson, obviously about Jalen Hurts, and the, uh, the matchup to come about the Giants. Here is Nick Sirianni. Nick, what's the, the difference between the, the lead-up and the prep for this game, this playoff game, compared to your debut, playoff debut last year? Lead-up and difference? Nothing. Nothing. No, we, uh, we, you always, you're trying to perfect your process and and tweak it. And so there's obviously little different things that you've done that you've added over the year. Um, like, Hey, we'll add this or we take this out. So there's, there's little, little things like that, that are, that are changed, but you know, you don't just change, you don't just change in, in, in the same thing. What's the difference between this, uh, preparation now today and the one against Detroit? nothing right it's it doesn't it doesn't the moment of the game uh and who we're playing and where we're playing or what that doesn't change right and and that's you know been our consistent message all year and what our players know and what our players do is you get ready for each game and you treat each game exactly the same um because every game's big in this league Nick, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of facing a team you have so much familiarity with um you know i i, I guess you would say that they they know us well and we know them well. You, it's you know you know the personnel you know the personnel really well. You know the schemes really well, um, and so there's advantages and disadvantages to both ends of that. And so um, again, you go through your process. You have a process for everything. You got a process for a Monday night game. You got a process for a Thursday night game. You have a process for the second or third time that you play a team um, that you're trying to go through uh, in that matter. But you know it's familiarity is you know and that can be both good and bad um, because it's not like we're, we're we're just familiar with them. They're familiar with us as well. What's your feeling for how uh, Jalen is feeling and functioning now relative to you know, the last time he was getting ready for the Giants? Yeah, I'm mean, same thing. I'm going to tell you, he's, he's better today than he was two weeks ago, right? And he's continuing to get better, and he feels and he feels good. I'll let him tell you how he feels. Um, but um, looking forward to seeing him go out there and, and practice today and, and go through everything today. Nick, your philosophy of 
shorter training camp practices, days off in camp, walk through Wednesdays, uh, all that stuff, getting guys off their off their feet. Uh, what what kind of made you believe in that when you first got here, and how much do you think it's paid off this year? Long season, um, really long season, and and you go th- and you take goods, you take things that were good at places you've been in the past, and and, th- and head coaches did things in the past, and you and you take things that are bad, and you look at your team, and you and you want to keep these guys healthy. It's a it's a long long season. Seventeen weeks is long, and then obviously when you're playing in the playoffs, it's even longer in the preseason, and so you're trying to do what you you can do uh, to keep them healthy while still. Um, making sure they're ready physically, making sure they're ready uh, mentally, all those different things. And so, um, you know, really, really do a, a, like the way we practiced here. Obviously, we've, it's, it's helped us. Now we've had some dings along the way, just like, just like every team. Um, but we feel like we're pretty healthy going into this playoffs. And, um, you know, and, and that's a tribute to all the people that, that work to um, – make sure that the play, you know, gave me the information and I got to make the decision. That's what I feel is best for the team. But all the people that gave me the information that I needed from our trainers and our training staff and our, um, and our strength staff and our doctors of, you know, what could be best uh, for our guys' health and, um, and everything. What was Sunday like for you? Did, you? did you guys watch the games at home? Were you here? We were here. Yeah, we were here. Uh, we were preparing. Like you know, you, at that point, you have uh, three different teams you can get ready for, and uh, you know, we were we were preparing for the teams and um, did a lot of work on the Giants that day. Um, just so happened to be a lot of work on the Giants that day, and uh, so you know, we we guessed right there. Yeah, it's on in the it's on in the background as you're as you're as you're going. Uh, you're you're more focused on that than you normally would be because you're you're looking in back and forth, seeing how things played out. Um, and uh, you know, so yeah, it was on while we were while we were planning. Where is that? What did you accomplish last week, and why the pads on Thursday? You know, we just wanted to get in pads again. To uh, make sure we got some some good on good work, some speed work, some so we can uh, be physical and be also work on some of the run game stuff that you might not get quite as much of when you when you don't have pads on because we wanted to work on the fundamentals. So you know that that was the main emphasis is really working hard on our fundamentals. Um, you know, again, I say this all the time that this team's going to call good play and this team's going to call good play and this player's going to be good and this player's going to be good. What is it? What gives, right? And that and that is going to be fundamental. So we worked on the fundamentals of our plays and fundamentals of the football. Um, that was a big emphasis last week. Situational football was a big emphasis last week. Um, and, you know, and so those were those were two big things that we really worked on. And uh, obviously we did a lot of self-scout just like we did uh, coming off the, the um, bye week in the, in the year as well. Yeah, I mean, he's he does what he needs to do to win the football game. Uh, you know, I know that's uh, their philosophy. It's all of our philosophy is do what you got to do to win the football game. So, obviously, I wasn't in their game plan meetings of, of saying, hey, this is what the Vikings do on offense, and this is how he needs to call it. Um, you know, we noticed how he called it, and, you know, I just watched it from there. When you go back to your first experience in the playoffs, you said the preparation doesn't change, but what did you learn as a head coach and your staff and in that environment for the first time? Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe that was my first environment in, as a as a head coach, um, you know, but it, it really it keeps coming back to the same thing. You don't 
just because you're in this moment doesn't mean you change anything about how you go about about your business, right? You don't you don't put more emphasis on um, ball security or taking or, or taking the ball away because if you do it now, it wasn't important leading up to it. And so, really, it just keeps coming back to that. Like, you know, we got good experience of being in the playoffs last year. Obviously, it didn't end the way we wanted it to end, um, but. It was my experience with everything last year, really, is like don't look too far ahead, stay in the moment. And I know that makes for a boring press conference at times, um, but it truly is like be in the moment, be where you are. And that to me, that's what good teams do. That's what good uh, good players do. And I think that's what good coaches do. And so um, that that's what I guess what, what taught me the most is just continue to be where you are. And that's what last year, I think last year more so than that game particularly, but last year was what that – you know, what I was talking. Is Avante Maddox have a chance this week at all, or is he still a little ways? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, he's he's still pushing through. He's getting better, um, but we'll see on him. You guys will get the practice report of of everybody at practice. Jalen, do you have to kind of manage him a little bit today, or is he going to be a full go? Yeah, he'll be he'll be ready to roll today, full go. And then Elaine has kind of de- declared himself ready. We have to keep an eye on him. Yeah, you always are going to watch the guys that you want to make sure uh, they're progressing the way they're supposed to, so they're ready to go on 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 Saturday. Nick, that, that decision. What the, Giants, what the Giants looked like on Sunday versus the first time that you played them on December 11th. Do you see any differences uh, the way they're playing? Um, you know, yeah, there there's some there's some different things that they're doing. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, they're good coaches and and they got good players. And and when you have good coaches. Um, you know they're going to adapt to what they're doing well, and, and they had a bye week over the time that we played them, and they've had you know some time off. They've had you know time to self-diagnose, and show, so sure because those you know because uh, Wink and and Dable and Kafka and all then Bobby Johnson and and Mike Grow because all those guys I respect a lot, and they're and they're good coaches. Um, you know they're going to figure out what they're doing well, and they're going to try to 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 repeat that. And uh, and so sure you see some differences in that aspect. You got to go. Get it out, or you're going to get passed up again. Go. What went? Um, yeah, just that was just our, our decision to make sure that uh, he's continuing to progress the way we want to. That decision, that decision you made um, to give up the play calling duties, and, and um, there are a lot of, I think three of the four coaches in the final four are this, have done the same thing, or that's the way they operate. How freeing has that been for you? Yeah, um, you know, it helps me manage the game better, um, in, in my opinion, and it helps me uh, be involved with the defense. I don't want to be, I don't want to look down at my call sheet, and I'm, I'm going through and I'm doing that at times, but I want to make sure I'm, I'm there with the defense and, and, and saying whatever I need to to Jonathan or the players, and same thing with special teams. Um, you know, if I need to talk to a ref, if I need to, you know, managing the game's the biggest thing, though. That's my job as the head coach is to manage the game. And again, everybody does it a little bit differently. I get it. And and, and uh, what works best for us um, is is that I do it this way. Uh, and you know, so that you know, that's where we are. I think we, we like our processes how, of how we're going. Again, we're always trying to tweak it and make it better. But I got great coaches that I'm able to to lean on there, and Shane's doing a great job of calling it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we like what, the process and the way it's going, and so it's it's worked out well for us. Two more, please. How would you how would you qualify Daniel Jones as a, a scrambler? You're new. As a, where'd, you, where'd you new? Where'd you come from? Uh, I snuck in the back. Okay. Uh, how would you qualify? I'm just kidding. How would you qualify Daniel Jones as a scrambler? Um, and how do you 
prepare? What, what's the process of preparing your team? Someone like that versus you know someone like Hertz. Yeah. Well, shoot. The good thing is they got a lot of you know they got a lot of reps versus a guy like Hertz. Um, and you know, so Jano Jones is dangerous uh, in the pocket, and when he gets out of the pocket, he's he's, he's really playing really good football. Um, you know, he's, he's he's continuing to get better. Hats off to him and, and that coaching staff for for allowing that to happen. Um, but you know, that that's that's one thing you always uh, are appreciative of is that these guys, you know, the two practices that we had last week. Um, you know, because Jalen still, he may not have thrown, but he'd still practice last week. And then, um, you know, all the training camp practices, all the good versus good, good periods, you know, they, they've, they've had to defend a quarterback with that ability to scramble. And so we feel like we got a lot of good reps at it, but, you know, we know, we know also that, um, that, that he obviously how dangerous he is and how good we're going to have to be, um, to, to do the things we need to do to be successful in this game against, uh, Daniel. Hey, going back to the, uh, going back to, you guys watching the Giants Vikings game? Can you just provide a little color, like what room it's in, what coaches you're with, and, and what it's like when you know a play happens as you guys are kind of in the midst of, of prep? Yeah, uh, yeah. Scott uh, Kanicki, guys. I want. I was like kind of craving a Pizza Hut stuffed crust pizza, which is I haven't had that in a while. It's, that's not something I get to get at home. Um, so we had that. Um, it was in the offensive staff room. Um, uh, yeah, I won't get into that. Um, competitive advantage. <laughs> yeah, the competitive advantage. Um, you know, the only thing that's negative about doing it in there, maybe I'll have to talk to Pat Dolan, is you can't rewind a play in there. Like, we, but you should be able to because you could at home, right? Because you got it on the. But apparently, like in our meeting upstairs, you couldn't, like, hey, what was that play? Rewind that. What did they do to Jefferson there? Or what did they do to, um, you know, uh, on that particular play? You can't rewind and I got to wait for the replay. So, but that's kind of, you know, sat, sat in there. It was because you're in, you know, obviously I'm in with the offense, getting the offensive game plan done. Gannon's with the defense and, and Coach Clay's with the special team. So it was all the offensive coaches that were in there watching it as we, as we planned. And um, Kevin Petula always turns the volume down like my mom would, like back in the day, like, hey, hey well, no, we're working. I'm going to turn this down. I said, turn it back up. Like, so that that's something that happened in there. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's I, that's some good insight. There you go for it. Yeah, yeah but uh, that might be in the game plan this week, so I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. And there's the whole Pizza Hut exchange with Sirianni from yesterday. Uh, also, it's interesting in talking about the play callers. Uh, which which play callers? Say that again? He did, he said that today. I said yesterday? Yes. Yeah, it's late. It feels like yesterday to me. From Might to as well. Th- from today. Like the seven play- hours ago. Uh, that was interesting. Three of the four play callers in the NFC. Hey, coach, they're not the play callers, even though they're all offensive guys. Shanahan, the only one that calls plays. We'll talk more about that. Your phone calls, 215-592-9494. When we get back. We'll also get into the Sixers. Trust the pregame before their game against the Clippers tonight right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.